Hello, dear listener. This is the sixth episode of my new podcast, Data Science Phil. Um, unfortunately, it has been quite a while since the last episode. Uh, this has been due to some technical difficulties that I've been having with Anchor. Um, but that is, of course, not of interest for you. I uh, know or I assume that you've been anxiously waiting for this a new episode uh, because uh, and I'm kind of repeating myself here this is going to be an important episode because it is going to be about estimation uh, and um, techniques for estimation and so on so you can already guess that we are now moving from descriptive statistics into inductive statistics uh, with this uh, first uh, podcast um, being about um, estimation and estimators, um, yes. So um, let's dive right in what uh, will uh, be uh, sort of covered in this episode. Um, so what is estimation all about? It's uh, you can expect that we will we will cover and discuss issues of inferential statistics, the importance of estimation in the framework of, of inferential statistics, uh, pyrometric probability models, uh, what is a point estimator and an estimate and as opposed to an estimator. We are going to talk about unbiasedness, efficiency and consistency. Uh, we are going to talk about the maximum likelihood estimator, which is uh, abbreviated as the ML estimator. We are going to talk about the quantile-quantile plot, uh, uh, which is abbreviated to the QQ plot. Uh, the minimum distance estimator, uh, which is, of course, uh, esti um, abbreviated as MD estimator. We are going to talk about the Kolmogorov-Smirnov uh, MD estimator and the Kama-von-Mises MD, MD estimator. We are going to talk about interval, the interval estimator and confidence interval, very important concept. Uh, we are going to talk about the confidence interval for the arithmetic mean and the standard deviation. You've already heard about the standard deviation in previous episodes. Uh, we are going to talk about the exact con uh, about exact confidence uh, intervals and asymptotic confidence intervals. Also, confidence intervals for maximum likelihood estimators. What is the continuity correction and the finite sample correction? Um, also, and we're also going to talk about a confidence interval for the median and the MAD, um, and confidence interval for the Kramer von Mises uh, uh, MD estimator. So let's dive right in. Um, what is an estimator? So um, it's pretty much, let us assume that we would want to describe the, a, a specific characteristic of a population. And this uh, characteristic um, is a random variable. Um, and so we have to, we could and have to uh, estimate the distribution of this random variable. Um, so, for example, the, the, the type of the distribution could be known, for example, a, a normal distribution or a binomial distribution. And then we would have to estimate the parameters of the distribution uh, uh, um, uh, 
under the uh, or by drawing a representative random sample. Uh, think about in your head for a second what the parameters for the normal distribution were and what the parameters of the binomial distribution were. Let us take the normal distribution as an example. It of course has two parameters, that is the mean mu and the standard deviation um, sigma or the variance sigma squared. And both of these parameters can indeed be estimated by drawing a random a representative random sample out of a population. For example, the population of German citizens or the population of US citizens or the population of, I don't know, citizens from Denmark. Uh, you could also look at um, the, uh, the population uh, is, is the, all the, the tigers or lions uh, in, in a certain African uh, country. For example, if you were interested in the average height or weight of a lion or a tiger. So you can see uh, this concept uh, already has a lot of application uh, in a lot of fields as we have uh, previously uh, discussed. All empirical disciplines actually uh, tremendously benefit from a knowledge in uh, both descriptive and inductive statistics. So because we, we're making a, uh, an inference uh, from, the, uh, from the sample to the population, this uh, a part of statistics is actually called uh, inductive or inferential uh, statistics. So um, we could uh, ask ourselves, uh, the, ourselves the question, what then is an estimator uh, or an, an estimation function? Uh, and how can we uh, distinguish a good estimator? What is a good estimator actually? And how can we um, construct how can we construct good estimators? So, uh, therefore, if, in order to do that, um, we use what is called estimator functions. So, um, let us assume that we have that we shall have given a, a distribution family. Uh, that is, we have a probability uh, a measure. Uh, to a parameter theta and a parameter set, uh, which is a subset of the real numbers to the power of k. Uh, examples would be the normal distribution with mu mu and variance sigma squared. Of course, mu is real and sigma squared can range from zero to infinity. Remember, this was the, uh, the, the uh, uh, parameter or the number that describes the spread of our mountain or, or the you could think of a, a belly of a person and the flatter the belly is um the um the higher the variance is and the uh the unflatter the steeper uh, the belly is the lower is the variance actually when you have high variance you don't you, the the mountain top is not very steep you could think of it like that uh, and if the uh Variance is um, very um, small. You essentially have a very sticky, a very a stiff a mountaintop uh, that could actually hurt you if you were to uh, 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 put your finger, for example, on it and it would be kind of like a needle or something like that. So, 
Then we have the binomial distribution, and it has the parameters uh, n uh, and p. And uh, n is just a natural number, and p is a probability. Probability. So remember the axiom, Komolgorov axioms for probability. We talked about this in the episode on probability. Uh, so it ranges between zero and one. This is actually an axiom of probability theory. Then uh, we could think about the exponential distribution, which has the parameter, which has just one parameter. So this is an example of a distribution that has just one parameter uh, uh, called alpha, and this uh, and alpha can range from zero again to infinity. So furthermore, let um, let us assume that x1 uh, up to xn is a representative sample of length obviously n. Um, then uh, an estimator function is a function that um, uh, uh, maps uh, r to the power of n to theta with, uh, with s uh, indexed n of x1 to xn um, to some uh, theta roofed. And this roofed uh, symbol that you might actually encounter uh, in uh, both theoretical and applied statistics kind of often, uh, at least in technical publications and in uh, uh, like, like technical texts and so on. This just indicates that it is an estimator for the unknown parameter, in this case theta. You also see this when we cover, when we were going, we're, we're going to cover this when, um, when we will talk about regression. Um, uh, you, you will see this, this as where the regression parameters beta, when they are estimated, you can also write them with, uh, with a roof uh, over them. I'm not sure how the English word is uh, in German, it's called roof. Uh, over them, uh, and that just means that it's uh, an estimation for the parameter. For example, a regression parameter can be estimated uh, using uh, the least squares uh, method. Don't worry, we'll come to that later. I just wanted to mention it already here. And this is then called a point estimator. There we have already our first kind of technical term. This is then a point estimator. So an estimator uh, function is uh, a random variable where uh, the uh, which which uh, of which the realizations have a certain probabilities right think think about that for a second if this becomes clear I, an estimating function is a random variable where the realizations have specific probabilities for example it could be Either remember the the episode on probability. It could be either discrete or continuous. For example, think about the probability that uh, we had a random sample. Let's assume a normal distribution uh, to the parameter. I don't know uh, mu is one meter eighty, and uh, the the standard deviation uh, shall be I don't know ten centimeters. And then you could calculate the probability that someone has uh, uh, is. Uh, 1 meter 80 to 1 meter 90 tall. Okay, that would be an example. Um, so we have th some uh, criteria that we have uh, to um, uh, to use, and by by far the most um, or mostly used uh, criteria is the so-called 
um, average uh, quadratic uh, error, uh, uh, also called MSE, mean squared error. And this is just uh, where we are uh, uh, taking the expected, val uh, expected value of Sn minus theta, which is uh, unknown, uh, and square it and minimize that. So there you can already see kind of an optimization problem uh, from, um, uh, from um, optimization. Actually, we will cover that in closer detail in later episodes. We will see, and I can already um, point that out to you, uh, that um, a lot of problems uh, in both uh, machine learning uh, are actually uh, are actually or can be formulated as as optimization problems. So it doesn't hurt to have some knowledge of uh, optimization techniques, numerical optimization, and so on, numerical mathematics, and we'll cover that. Uh, don't worry. Uh, not in uh, in uh, really uh, kind of high depth, but uh, we'll need a little a little bit of it. So um, it holds then that that this um, e of uh, s n minus theta minus theta squared is equal to the variance of uh, of s n plus the expected value of uh, s n minus theta theta squared, uh, which has to be uh, close. And to zero. If uh, the, if e of s n is equal uh, to theta, we call the estimator um, uh, um, we call the estimator um, efficient. Um, if the uh, if uh, in the in the other case uh, e of s n is unequal to uh, theta, we call it uh, we call the estimator uh, not bias uh, free. Uh, a, an estimator is called uh, consistent if the um, the limit. So when we go with n to infinity of our uh, uh, of our probability p my uh, p of uh, s n minus theta is uh, uh, bigger than, than epsilon is zero for, el for all epsilons bigger than zero, um, which is uh, equal uh, or which is which is which is which is uh, equivalent to the that uh, the, the limit of uh, n to infinity of p of s n minus theta uh, smaller or equal than uh, epsilon is equal to one. Um, There, the um, the efficiency uh, is um, um, not uh, is not dependent on n. Consistency uh, means that uh, uh, if we have a really large, large, large sample uh, uh, and the sample size, we uh, uh, converge uh, toward the unknown parameter uh, closer and closer. Uh, consistency also um, is in the law of large numbers, uh, which uh, it holds it holds very generally. Um, let us assume that we have um, uh, uh, different unbiased um, uh, estimators. 
then uh, when we should choose the, the estimator with the smallest variance. Um, and this um, estimator is then called is then also called efficient. Um, ideally, there is uh, there is a an efficient um, an efficient unbiased estimator. Um, it's called sufficient sufficient or an, an, a sufficient estimator, which is another property of a good estimator. If the estimator uses all of all of the all of the sample uh, the information contained in the sample uh, in order to estimate theta, um, in and and in the next uh, section we are going to talk about the, a construction method for an efficient for an efficient estimator called the least squares method uh, published by uh, the German mathematician Karl Friedrich von Gauss, uh, who also published uh, extensively on the uh, most famous normal distribution that we have already covered. Uh, 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 and this, this distribution is also named after him uh, and called the Gaussian distribution. Uh, so Karl Friedrich Gauss made very important uh, and huge contributions to the field of um, statistics. The aim of the least squares method by Gauss is to minimize the sum of the, uh, 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 of the uh, quadratic uh, residuals. Um, so these are the values between our sample and the estimator. So let us assume we have a sample uh, of x1 to xn, and uh, we were we would be looking for an unknown uh, uh, for an unknown uh, expected value. Then the um, the least squares method simply um, um, states that we have to build uh, all our xi. We have to subtract the um, uh, the the, um, the value of our uh, theoretical estimator, square it and build the sum of it, and this sum shall be minimized. Okay. Why the sum? Um, you could think about that for a second. Why not just? You could actually also take the absolute value, or um, or um, but if you were to not take the absolute value. This, these differences would actually uh, add up to zero, and you would have no chance of applying any type of um, optimization, that is, in this case, minim minimization, um, because it's already zero. And if a function is zero uh, at all for all for all the for for the, for the whole range of the function, uh, think about it for a for a second. It doesn't make any type of sense to apply any type of optimization method to that type of problem because it's kind of already optimal or not uh, optimal depending on your uh, please get the pun philosophical stance. So um, um, we have to we have to find um, the the s to the index n uh, such that this sum uh, is indeed minimal. Um, 
so we are looking uh, for a minimum uh, in, in SN and we can use that using our knowledge of, um, of mathematical analysis by uh, differentiating the function uh, um, after, after SN. And you can do that and verify that for yourself. Just uh, use the, uh, the, the, um, or the derivative of the function. And, and then of course you get that two uh, of the sum of uh, xi minus Sn uh, times minus one is equal to zero, um, which then um, corresponds to the sum uh, of i up to n of xi minus uh, Sn is equal to zero, uh, which we can which we can uh, rewrite as the um, the sum of uh, i uh, of one of, of xi minus n uh, times as n is equal to zero and that is then we can rearrange that to uh, n times as n is equal to the sum of, um, of, of i equals one up to n of xi and if we arrange that if we solve after after as n surprise surprise uh, please do that for yourself it's actually pretty awesome which because what you then get out is um, 1 over n times the sum of um, i equals 1 up to n of the xi's. And uh, if you've already seen that type of formula, this is uh, precisely the mean. So we have now uh, derived uh, how, how the mean is um, an, efficient, um, an efficient estimator. That is, we have found that... Um, the mean is a least square estimator for the uh, expected value. Isn't that awesome? I think that's a kind of, when you do it at first, it's kind of a surprising uh, result. And thus we have also proven that the mean is bias-free and consistent. Um, so, um, The uh, uh, the consistency of the mean uh, is 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 the um, uh, is what we what we can derive from the law of large of large numbers. And the next um, and, and, and the next we talk about the construction method. Uh, we've already talked about the construction method of the least squares estimator. Now we are going to talk about the construct. Sorry construction method of the maximum likelihood method okay so um, in this case the estimator is chosen um, as as uh, the parameter value uh, 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 where the um, the given uh, sample has the biggest uh, probability of happening and uh, generally this leads to a uh, both consistent and efficient uh, but not necessarily um, bias uh, free estimator so uh, let's look at the uh, maximum li likelihood um, method let's assume uh, we had uh, um, diabetes patients uh, uh, which we number um person uh, uh, x1 up to xn and let us assume that we wanted to 
look at all the uh, inhabitants, the um, uh, at all uh, the inhabitants of Germany um, who are, who have an age range of 50 to 65. Um, you can sort of verify that at the the um, general uh, at the uh, federal statistical agency in Germany, and you you'd get that n is 100,000. Let us assume we were to take a representative um, sample um, x1 uh, up to xn, where n is of course smaller than the big n of our whole population. And uh, we would um, try to look at um, uh, the, um, the value um, um, x1 of uh, uh, small, <coughs> of small omega is equal to x1 up to x1 of uh, small omega is equal to xn. Uh, where x1 to xn is in 0, 1, where 0 shall mean that the person has diabetes and 1 shall mean, sorry, where 0 shall mean that the person does not have diabetes and 1 shall mean that the person does have diabetes. Now, our assumption is that um, the uh, that xj f follows a Bernoulli distribution um, to the parameter uh, p, which is the risk for, for diabetes. Let us assume that um, x1 up to xn are um, uh, statistically or stochastically um, independent. And the aim is we have our x1 to xn and we want to estimate um, a, an estimate for, for p. Now we could do that um, using um, the ML method and just write um, write down the uh, p of in, p index p uh, in parenthesis um, x1 equals x1 and uh, x2 equals x, uh, x2 and so on up to xn is equal to xn uh, is maximal uh, in p. Um, it holds that um, p uh, uh, to the index p of xj equals xj is uh, equal to p to the power of xj times in parentheses 1 minus p to the power of 1 minus xj which is, the, which is just the probability uh, function of the uh, Bernoulli distribution. Because of the um, stochastic uh, independence it holds that uh, p of uh, x1 and uh, p of x2 equals 2 up to uh, xn equals xn it's just the product of, of j uh, equals 1 up to n of, uh, of p to the index p of xj equals xj. Uh, by, by plugging in, we get that um, uh, it's the product of j equals 1 up to n of uh, p to the power of xj um, times 1 minus p um, to the power of 1 minus xj, um, which is maximal in p. Now the idea is to um, to apply the logarithm or the natural logarithm or any type of logarithm that you may, that you wish to use um, uh, to uh, this uh, problem because uh, the, the um, there we have a transition from a, a product to a, uh, a sum where because of the uh, 
monotony if the logarithm, the um, maximum, uh, remains unchanged. Uh, you could verify that um, for yourself that the, um, this is, you have to apply a little bit of knowledge from functional analysis, but then you can verify for yourself that the maximum stays unchanged. And then you can sort of do that and um, derive that, just apply the logarithm and, and maximize it um, by um, taking or, or uh, deriving uh, after p. And um, uh, I'm not going to uh, to, um, to do, tell you how, how to do that. You can do that on your own using a, 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 a paper, a piece of paper and a pencil or a uh, uh, some, some form of writer that you may wish. And uh, you, you also get that then P is 1 over N um, times the sum of J equals 1 up to uh, N of, of the XJ. Uh, and um, then you could uh, plug in the uh, specific uh, values, the relative frequencies of A1, that is the relative frequencies of, uh, of uh, having um, diabetes, and this um, estimator is then uh, both, um, both um, uh, bias-free and uh, consistent. Um, some important point estimators are, are the um, expected value, which an example is the mean, as we've already seen, it is both um, bias-free and consistent uh, with, uh, with variance of uh, the mean is equal to sigma squared over n. Then we have the median, uh, that is, uh, if the, if the uh, distribution is unknown, uh, and is uh, continuous and symmetric, um, then uh, the median and expected value are actually the same. So um, the median is um, bias-free and consistent, uh, a bias-free and consistent estimator with the variance of the median is, is equal to um, pi uh, half times uh, sigma squared over uh, uh, n which is bigger than sigma squared over n. If you have um, outliers, the mean is not bias-free any longer. I will repeat that. If you have outliers, the mean is not bias-free any longer. Um, then we have the variance. And... Um, the variance is equal to sigma squared um, uh, sigma squared roofed. That is an estimator for the variance is equal to one over n minus one times the sum of um, i equals one up to n of the xi minus the uh, minus x to the index n barred uh, and not squared. Um, because we use um, 1 over n minus 1 and uh, instead of 1 over n, um, the uh, estimator is, um, uh, is unbiased. Um, consistency uh, uh, 
is is both possible uh, for 1 over n minus 1 and 1 over n. And third, the probability, the relative frequency is actually a maximum likelihood estimator. It is both uh, unbiased and consistent. Um, so the following problem uh, is, um, is there. How does the unknown um, parameter, where is the unknown parameter uh, as um, compared to the estimator? Then we have the possible the possibility of uh, interval uh, estimation, and um, the aim there is to um, to construct an interval where the unknown parameter is met with a certain high probability that we can um, that we can actually actually specify and and use. This interval is then called a confidence interval. Um, the uh, the parts of it are um, the point estimator, which is the uh, interval uh, middle point, and we have to specify a, a confidence uh, niveau um, one minus alpha, which is the probability uh, with which the interval the uh, has the unknown uh, parameter. Um, we have to specify a maximal uh, um, estimate, uh, estimator error, and this, uh, it, this follows from the uh, confidence, um, the confidence uh, niveau. And then the confidence uh, borders are just the uh, borders of the, of the interval. Um, confidence interval uh, can both be symmetric uh, or asymmetric um, and they can be one-sided or two-sided. Uh, important uh, interval um, estimator in terms of the expected value if you assume a normal uh, distribution uh, or a, a, a big sample size that is in sample size uh, bigger or equal to 30 sort of as a rule of thumb then we can apply uh, the uh, central limit theorem uh, and we can uh, use the normal distribution as an approximation. You already know the uh, it has the parameters mu and sigma squared. And if sigma squared is known, we can uh, we have the, the confidence interval is just uh, equal to uh, x xn bart minus set uh, to the index one minus alpha half uh, times sigma over the square root of n and um, x xn bar uh, plus uh, z of 1 minus alpha half times sigma over the square root of um, n. The bigger the n is, the smaller the confidence interval uh, is. Uh, furthermore, it holds that the, uh, um, the coefficient z uh, 1 minus alpha half um, uh, is the 1 minus alpha half uh, quantile of the uh, standard uh, normal distribution. Uh, uh, in other words, if y follows a normal distribution to the parameters uh, 0 and 1, then um, the probability of y 
smaller than or equal to z my uh, z one minus alpha half is equal to one minus alpha half. If we set alpha to five percent, which is often used, we get a z uh, minus an alpha half uh, is um, approximately one point nine um, six. And if we set alpha to one percent, we get a z minus alpha half of 2.58. If sigma squared is, is unknown, then um, sigma squared, uh, sigma um, roofed is, uh, is to be estimated uh, also. Um, and this is done uh, uh, just via uh, sigma squared roofed is, is equal to the square root of 1 uh, 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 over n minus 1 times the sum of i equals one uh, up to n of xi minus xn bar squared. And the confidence uh, interval is then uh, equal to xn uh, bar uh, minus t, uh, t to the index n minus one, uh, uh, one minus alpha um, divided by two times uh, sigma roofed over the square root of n this is the left uh, border and the right border is xn plus t uh, to the index n minus 1, 1 minus alpha half times sigma roofed uh, over the square root of, uh, of n, where uh, t n minus 1, 1 minus alpha half is the 1 minus alpha half quantile of the t distribution with 1 minus 1 degrees, um, with n minus 1 degrees of um, freedom. Uh, you have one-sided confidence uh, intervals then um, and a um, continuity uh, correction that you can uh, introduce. So the probability we want, we, we uh, use a normal uh, approximation to the uh, n is our sample uh, size and x1 up to xn follows a Bernoulli distribution. Uh, this approximation is uh, is sufficient if n uh, times uh, p roofed is bigger than uh, 5 and um, n times uh, 1 minus uh, roofed is uh, bigger than um, than 5 with P roofed is, is equal to all the I that have the criteria divided by the sample size uh, n. Um, then we can uh, construct the, uh, the, the confidence interval as P roofed plus minus uh, 1 over 2n um, which is the continuity correction um, uh, that is used to uh, uh, for for the continuous that the continuous distribution is better uh, uh, used as an approximation for the discrete distribution uh, plus minus z one minus alpha half. Um, remember again, this is the one minus alpha half quantile times the square root of uh, p roofed one minus p roofed over uh, over n, and this is the variance uh, estimation. 
uh, and the square the square root of n is the information gain in in n. Um, if we have uh, a um, continuity um, uh, correction, we have to uh, apply that too. As an example, we will where we can consider the N. Haynes study of 2005 and 2006. This was a study that was done in the US, a health uh, study, and um, we shall be interested in the height uh, in centimeters, and uh, we can compute the expected value of the 8,269 subjects as the mean is 155. 0.76 and sigma squared is 24.11 and the 99% confidence uh, interval is then um, is then uh, 155.9 a point zero nine to 156.41 uh, And the variance uh, sigma squared uh, uh, roofed is uh, uh, 581.1 point, um, um, and the 99% confidence interval for this uh, is uh, 595.45 and 604.39. Um, we could also consider the probability in the HUNT-1 uh, study. We had uh, 36,722 men, uh, where 932 had diabetes. So uh, uh, the, 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 the estimated probability for diabetes is um, 932 over uh, the 36,722, which is equal to 0 0.0254, and the um, 95% uh, or the 99% confidence interval is 2.4 plus minus 0 0.08%. Um, percent. um and this is pretty much this uh, concludes the uh, section on um, estimation. We I know we haven't uh, covered uh, the Kamolgorov of Smirnov uh, estimator, but I think we covered the uh, most important concepts that arise in um, estimation.